The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Before we say anything, as this show is often kind to the uh, aspect of 
professional wrestling right. that it is, yeah, yeah. sports entertainment. All right. Um, just last week, uh, Mr. Scott Hall, also known as Razor Ramon, okay, also known as the bad guy, <laughs> passed away at 62, I believe. Oh, no shit. After, okay. you know, God bless you, after beating his demons, going through rehab and getting right. himself back on track, right. uh, just fell ill and, and, and passed away like, shortly thereafter. Wow. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, you saw this carried by all the mainstream news services because in the uh, in the heyday of what we call the, the gimmick era, yeah. you know, Razor Ramon, who was like a, a six foot five muscular Scarface, oh, basically, yeah. was so popular, and they went on to form the NWO with Hulk Hogan when he turned into a bad guy. And, right. Yeah, he was just beloved by millions. So, right. you know, well, Godspeed to him. Sorry yes. about that loss. All right. But now to pivot back, yeah, yeah. the Interrupters, man, the Interrupters that with a was song tasty. called "Bad Guy." Nice. And I like this take on it. That's a cover, correct? It is a cover. Originally done by... Uh, yeah. Here's where the, the life leaves the show <laughs> briefly. Jesus. By Billie Eilish. You know, that little tramp that didn't know who Van Halen was when uh, they asked her. You took that awfully personal. Uh, awfully did. personal. I did. I, I make no apologies. This is not personal. You're taking this very personal. I know. Well, hey, this is business. All right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, having heard the Billie... What's Eilish? Is Eilish. That Eilish yes. version... She completely missed the boat on this one, man. The Interrupters nailed it. That's nailed how it. you do that song. And there was a bunch of different versions from all different genres of music. I had never even known that the song existed before we did a research this week. Yeah. Let alone it was that you know popular that so many people had uh, tried their hand on it. Yeah, Everything really. from bluegrass. There was um, a, a tango version of it. There. <laughs> I mean, you name it. And it had been viewed amazingly enough. The original that is. Yeah. Over a billion times, like well over yeah. a billion times, and neither one of us cared for the song. Yeah, it's funny. You know, go talk to Bob Dylan about what Jimi Hendrix did with All Along the Watchtower, you know? Exactly. And I mean, she can cry all the way to the bank because, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, our girls were aching it in on this one because so, yeah, you've got everybody <laughs> in the brother covering that song. Sure. Right. And our friends in the Interrupters, you know, to their credit, did a yeoman 6.7 million views on, ah, on YouTube. So, yeah, so they're doing okay. Yeah, they're doing no, okay. They're all right. They're all right. But it's so. a fun song. I, yes. I felt it had a quirky James Bondian kind of vibe to all it. All right, here comes the agenda, folks. And here comes the agenda, like a bucket of ice water in the face. <laughs> Our main topic for today to start things off, and by the way, we promise this is a show you're never going to forget. <laughs> I mean, counseling might help, but otherwise you're never going to forget and, the show, it folks. It might be necessary. You should probably have a 1-800 number at the end of the episode just for those We should, folks, we should. Know, we if should, you need yeah. counseling, okay. Yeah. Uh, but in a fun way. Yeah. We're going to leave you mentally disturbed, but in a fun way. Yeah, but before we get to that, <laughs> yes. it's time once again to play everyone's favorite fun game, Who's Gonna Kill Vladimir Putin? Right. Or as the, uh, the name of the episode suggests, why are we putin' up with this? That's a good question. Why? Yeah. So, uh, unless, uh, to use a quote from you, unless you're living in a cave or under a rock these days. Yeah, poor Wi-Fi. Right. There's this whole invasion thing going on in Ukraine, which was supposed to originally last about three days. Oops. As David and his sling went up against the mighty Goliath yeah. with heat-sinking missiles. Yeah. And here we are now, almost a month into this little foray. Yeah. Okay? And we've seen an amazing effort put forth by the Ukrainian people oh, yeah. more than anyone could have ever expected. Yeah, I was just watching uh, the remake of The Italian Job mm -hmm. the other night, and this one character uh, has a great line. And this is probably why HBO has got this this movie on, like, loop. Yeah, could like, be. And he says, three things I don't F with in life. Mother-in-laws, Mother Nature, and Mother F in Ukrainians. <laughs> <laughs> 
Skinny Pete said that, folks. Yeah, they are out there. I mean, it, just take it to the streets, men, women, and children. Now, unfortunately, at the same time, you've got men, women, and children being killed Yeah, because it's still a very, very lopsided battle. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. But just to get an idea of how just absurd this whole situation has become, mm-hmm. um, Meta, the artist formerly known as Facebook, mm-hmm. just recently announced that they're going to allow for calls of violence against Russian soldiers and certain, certain leaders, which is against pretty much you know, their policy here to right. four. I don't know if you heard about this. It was, it was initially reported in Reuters, and, uh, and then the New York Times picked it up, which, I, which is where I stumbled over it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. But yes, they adjusted their rules to allow people to call for harm and even death to Russian soldiers and leaders from certain countries. I'm going to go with my instinct on this one. Uh, according to uh, Andy Stone, a spokesman for Meta, uh, as a result of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we have temporarily made allowances for forms of political expression that would normally violate our rules uh, against violent speech, such as death to the Russian invaders. What was it? We still will, won't allow credible calls for violence against Russian civilians. So they are like, there's a, there's a line there. Um, but then this is really funny. The change apparently applies to users in the Ukraine, Russia, Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Slovakia, Hungary, and Romania. You see a pattern here? I see a bunch of countries that undoubtedly do not have a theme park. Got a little axe to grind with the Russians, I <laughs> yes. suspect, you know? Uh, they also, Meta also went, went on to say that users around the globe would now be able to call for the deaths of Vladimir Putin and uh, President Alexander Lushenko, uh, no, Lukashenko, I believe mm-hmm. is his name, of Belarus. Who the hell is he? How did he get into this? He's the big stooge in the ill-fitting suit. Is that, that what, is yeah? re- He's really um, stooge for Putin's Putin? last and number one stooge oh, for hire. Yeah. But like, that's just how weird shit is getting now. Yeah. You know, his Facebook's like, you know, normally we wouldn't allow this, but if you want to call for the death of Vladimir Putin, uh, if you want to call for... We're going to let it slide. ...blowing Russian <laughs> soldiers up, that's okay. We're right. good with that. Right. So have at it, kids. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the age we live in. Even that we're listening to press releases by Facebook. Yeah. Like, now entering the fray. I mean, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed we haven't heard from LeBron yet, because really, without his <laughs> two cents, I don't know how to react to anything. Kind of hard to gauge things right. without LeBron weighing in. But in, in the meantime, in lieu of that wisdom that he brings to the table... Uh, I, I watch the news, you know, yeah. and sometimes they say some stuff that actually makes sense. Once in a while. And if, if you listen to Mr. Putin over the last few days, man, he is unraveling Dude's like, losing his shit. like a baseball He's hit by Roy Hobbs. losing his shit. <laughs> And it's, uh, that, you know... That, that call to, that, that he's going to, what, purify yes. or something? That's he's like, using all that creepy dictator yeah, talk. Hot, hot button, like, words that, like, look referring out. Referring to the comes. populace as, as insects and cockroaches, yeah. which is normally a precursor for you're going to wipe them out. Yeah, you know? the old paranoia meter going into the red. Right, and yeah. they had this, uh, this, this really, really boring rally. <laughs> I guess he tried to... Yeah. Channel is inner Trump, but it wasn't even that exciting. What I mean, a pseudo event that was. Yeah, mostly because he had no my pillow guy. Yeah, right. I don't right. know what do they have in Soviet Russia. We don't have pillow guy. We have Mr. Brick. You sleep on Brick, and you like it. <laughs> but he's out there with a fifteen thousand dollar jacket. Yeah, and these like drones behind the camera just waving slowly, waving the Russian flag. Yeah, yeah. to yeah. and fro. Yeah, and and I mean the people at the rally. Yeah, I mean. 
did they or did they not have like Russian soldiers? They had to have been circled with AKs trained on these poor bastards. It's like holding up signs or die. Right. Applause. Applause. Well, I mean, it's it's understandable considering that uh, according to estimates, the the Russians may have lost as many as seven thousand soldiers in the first three weeks of this conflict. Yep. Just to put that into uh, context, they were in Afghanistan for 10 years. Over that 10-year period, they lost 15,000 soldiers. That's an average of 1,500 right. a year. They've already soared past that. Yeah. Well, that 7,000 has surpassed our losses in both Iraq and Afghanistan yeah. put together. So, and not to mention just you know, the morale is in the shitter because now it's become widely known <laughs> that the majority of the troops they sent over Conscripts. Yeah, uh, they had no idea what they were getting into. Yeah, they're uh, pissed off about it. The families back home are pissed off. Oh about yeah, we it. thought it was a a, a military exercise. This right. bill of goods that they were sold, and I, uh, you probably heard this as well. Apparently, they had to push Russian generals up to the front to somehow counterbalance, mm-hmm. you know, these guys leaving their posts and whatnot. And so far, in three weeks, the psycho Ukrainians have managed to knock off four Russian generals. Yeah. I mean, did you really want to pick a fight with these guys? Yeah, Jesus. Ukraine. I, I'm sure they have some like lots of delicacies that they make that are, you know, just um, you know natural to the area. But uh, they also make mighty fine snipers. Yeah, as we've come to see. Yeah, and you know, anytime you go onto somebody's home court, oh, they exactly. got they got nowhere exactly. to run to. Yep. You know, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be like biting your ankles after you've like you know taken their legs out. Right. So at this point now, you know, we're, we're heading into the ground where we're just kind of reciting everything that everybody already knows. Yeah, pretty much. Which wasn't the, 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 the main focus for our, our first thing. It's more like, how's this going to end? Right. And like I only half jokingly <laughs> said, who do we think is going to take out old Vladdy? Right. You ever notice how dudes named Vlad are just trouble? They're just nothing but trouble. Yeah. And maybe now it'll be kind of like banned, like Adolf. You don't yeah, see any exactly. many Adolf no. babies, no. you know? No. Not, not in the top 10 of, of baby <laughs> names anymore. Right. So the, the question remains now, you know, whether by ballot or bullet, he's not long for this world. What do we think is going to happen? It's, it's, that's a really good question. And yeah, what kind of a uh, imbalance is this going to create? Um, this is true, also. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, it's pretty obvious that the Russian people are being fed uh, very, very uh, professional propaganda mm-hmm. uh, to keep them backing this effort. Sooner or later, the truth is going to come out. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure you saw the CNN interviews with some of these uh, Russian. POWs last week. One of these guys, and this is stunning considering he's a Russian, mm-hmm. went so far as to say that, you know, now that he understands what's really going on, Putin's going to have a problem when these guys start going home because sure. they're coming for him. Yep. That took some balls to say that, you yeah. know? I mean, that would take some balls for an American to say not facing execution when he came home for saying right. something like that. I mean, if one guy is saying it, then a lot how many, more are thinking it. Yeah, how many people are thinking it? Yeah, because yeah, they got they got sold a bill of goods going into this mess. It's like Jesus. This was supposed to be a military exercise. These bastards are firing back at us, mm-hmm. you know. And again, seven thousand Russian troops. Yeah, you know the, the, the Ukrainians are crazy, man. And it's you know, there's so many little like side snippets have come out about this. The uh, 
you know, they're saying that uh, China had plans on the books to invade Taiwan in the fall. Mm. Had this not happened, okay, right, right? Which I certainly hope the powers that be are sitting back now and saying, you know, we we better start just preparing for them to invade Taiwan and maybe do a little better job of of putting our foot down than we did on this one. Well, yeah, I think we've kind of armed Taiwan to the teeth. But yeah, maybe maybe. But it's a very similar situation. Well, the Chinese might be looking at this, going, "This is what could possibly happen." Yep. I mean, Taiwan's not in NATO, so again, you've got the old Bugs Bunny. I dated across this line, you know. Yeah. Yosemite Sam does, and then he draws another line in the sand, and another, and another. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about eventualities, um, in order to occupy the Ukraine, you know, if they were actually able to do this, the Russians were able to take out enough Ukrainians that they could quote unquote occupy it. Standard military uh, conventional wisdom, if you will, uh, dictates that they'd need 20 soldiers for every 1,000 people, um, which would require 800,000 Russian soldiers. This standing army is only 900,000. Right. So occupying the Ukraine really isn't in the cards. I mean, unless they manage... I mean, they're obviously being very successful at driving people the hell out of the Ukraine. I guess more than 3 million people have already bailed the country. Mm -hmm. But... Again, you occupy these guys, it goes to guerrilla warfare. And again, this is, this is the nastiness that the Ukrainians have already inflicted on the Russians. Can you imagine what an occupation would look like? Right. These, these kids will be walking off the lines in droves. Yeah, they'd be like, screw this, I'm, not, I'm done with this. Right. Yeah, so the eventuality... I mean, the thing, though, with Putin, you know, given his obvious nature, you know he's insulated, you know, by a hundred layers. Um, so getting to him would be tricky. Mm. Um, however, all his buddies, you know, all his inner circle, are getting all their shit taken away. You know, courtesy of the yeah. sanctions. Every every country <laughs> in the West now is jumping up, snagging the yachts. Yep. You know, I think with the exception of the uh, the lunatic uh, people in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know, there's apparently, I guess, I don't know if it's uh, no, it's not Saudi Arabia, but there's there's some safe haven for them in in the Middle East where they can go. But even then, you know, it's catching up to them. It's creeping up right, to them, right. creeping up on them. Their kids can't go to these posh, mm-hmm. you know, Western schools anymore. The days of track suits and pocket dogs are over. Yeah, their assets <laughs> are being seized left and right. I mean, but look, on, on, on the bright side, they are getting kind of a, a, a mixed message slash ringing endorsement from... Speaking of countries that need some good PR, South Africa. I had heard this. South Africa is on board, and even though they're not down with all this this killing and whatnot, but the rest of it, they are are there for their Russian brethren, and they feel like they're being misrepresented. Yep, from the good folks that brought you apartheid. Right. (laughs) It's kind of like, don't don't be on my side, please. Exactly. Thank thank you. Just don't. And keep in mind, South Africa's, uh, their word has weight because they have, get ready, folks, one Nuclear weapon. <laughs> Here's now. I, I turned into the count from Sesame Street. One nuclear warhead. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Russia has six thousand. I don't have time to do that many. Ha ha ha. No, no. But yeah. So they're they're part of the nuclear club because yes, I'm not even lying, folks. They have one nuclear warhead. <laughs> and how the hell they got that under the radar when we're ready to, you know, yeah. liquefy Iran yeah. how to did, keep how them did, from getting one? How did they even get into this conversation to begin with? I know? don't even know. Must be the diamonds. Yeah. But it, it'll be curious to see how the situation uh, rectifies itself, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Because it's, it's not long, you know, at this point. It's not long. And so my biggest fear is, you know, what we've seen time and time again when uh, either by just 
the will of the people or by us nudging things along, we get rid of one despot only to have a much worse one or group of them. Boy lovers. Take their place in that power vacuum. Yeah. And you got to think to yourself, well, if Putin is, is the tip of the iceberg, okay, yeah. who else in Russia wields that much power? And maybe I'm just the ugly American, but the last time I checked, they have a really strong organized crime element they in that do. country they that do. pretty much kind of runs the show. Kind of how, kind of funny how Hollywood, like not too long ago, decided that they're now the vi- the villains du jour. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> we go through cycles where it's it's you know this nationality, that nationality. So the Russians had a nice run there for a while. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's a, it's a almost a no win situation across the board because I mean they're they're supposedly engaged in peace talks for lack of a better term. Right. But given Russia's history. You know, of the countries, Chechnya, uh, you know, that they're what they've been doing basically since Putin uh, took power. No treaties worth shit with these guys. Exactly. You know, it's, I mean, yeah, they're going to sign it today and they're going to drop bombs on you tomorrow. Yep. This town needs an enema. You know, it's, I really kind of choke every time somebody brings out the Hitler comparison because that's just so easy. Mm-hmm. But there are parallels there, unfortunately. There are. Giving this guy a bone is not going to help. And, and it's, it's certainly not going to stop him from doing things. And in, in the midst of these atrocities, it, it is markedly drawn our attention away from China, who just last week, I told you folks, this is an eye-opening episode, China has banned the image or portrayal. It pains me even to say this because it's, it's such a watershed moment. And here we go. Effeminate men. <laughs> on TV and in movies in China Jesus. are now banned. Uh, Let that sink in. Red flag. <laughs> no, well, no Charles Nelson Riley Sons. No <laughs> Paul Lind's Changbergs. Yeah. No, you know, what, what are we going to do? No mm. Jim J. Bullocks. <laughs> you know, the, 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 their culture is going to suffer from it. That's all I can say. Yes, it's yes, going to suffer. The diversity suffer. is out the window. You know, I'm very sorry to hear this. It is kind of funny, though, and, and maybe this is you know, like one of the upsides to being a global uh, economy these days is apparently uh, uh, we had a little conversation with China the other day. Biden did. And basically said, look, these are all the things we did to Russia to completely collapse their economy. Mm-hmm. If we catch you like backing them up with arms, we're going to do the same shit to you. Right. And China's economy is already sketchy. So that's like, that's a, a tool that yeah. can be used in, you know, the 21st century that really wasn't available in yeah. the 20th century. And then another, like, you know, the socioeconomical gavel was dropped, if you will, uh, because uh, even the NBA uh, weighed in on, on their feelings towards China and, and really? what they were going to do. Uh, and I believe this was their quote. Yeah, a whole bunch of crickets, apparently, because <laughs> they don't give a shit. They just want their money. Yeah. Spineless bastards. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, China is definitely kind of a wild card in this. Yes. Um, but it's kind of funny to me that Russia picked a fight with the Ukraine. Okay, this is like we've said, a David and Goliath mm-hmm. kind of a situation. And now Russia's got a call for aid from somebody? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So even yeah, I mean, even if uh, on, on a serious note, 
this alliance between you know China and Russia comes to fruition, Russia would be the subservient partner to China. Oh, without a doubt. And we all know full well that Putin's not going to be happy with that. No. It's not going to work for him. No. And I go back to our good friend Nostradamus, who yes. did say that World War III would be the United States and Russia versus China. Interesting. So maybe at the 11th hour, Russia will, will pull a face turn somehow and, yeah. and come on the side of the angels again. I don't, maybe after they get rid of Putin and they do a reshuffling of the deck Indeed. and they come to their senses, Indeed. who knows? But Well, you know, the axiom politics makes strange bedfellows. Yes, you know? indeed. I mean, given what, you know, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, has done this week to add to the, you know, absurdity quotient to this whole situation, at this point, I'd say nothing's off the table. Nothing. Nothing. You know, who, who, who the hell knows where this is going? Right. But yeah, it's strange days indeed, folks. And that's Most why peculiar. the good Lord looked down upon us and invented <laughs> the middle gem. Yoo-hoo! Because, oh, we're getting so close, folks. We're getting so close to such a treat. But first, we've got to bridge the gap between the main topic and the subtopic. Little little message on this one, Johnny? Message! Kind of sort of. Little wishful thinking, I think. Yeah, we had fun picking this one up, folks. Hell hath no fury Um, like a blonde woman scorned. Exactly. So, yeah, Vladdy, this one's for you, pal. Um... (laughs) This is a, a, a Blondie tune that I'm sure uh, most, of the, uh, most of the folks that listen to Big Boom Radio and the Riffs and Rants podcast are quite familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, message, this is one way or another. All right. Enjoy this tune, folks. We'll be back in a couple more minutes. Oh, my goodness, with so many treats and things and stuff. <laughs> Chicken. 
that Vladimir Putin <laughs> listens to riffs and rants. I and know this. And if that bitch wasn't looking over his shoulder before, he, he sure as hell is now. He, he damn well better be. Jesus. Right, because Blondie's still kicking. I'm telling you, they're still out touring. Yes. They're the Warriors. I wonder if they have any tour stops planned in Moscow. Mm. Huh. Mm. Message. Yeah. So yeah, that was from the uh, that was one way or another, obviously from the uh, from Blondie's mega 1978 album mm-hmm. Parallel Lines. Um, the song was actually inspired by a real life uh, situation that Debbie Harry had to deal with uh, a stalker, an ex boyfriend who would not go away. Oh my! So yeah, that was the that was the inspiration for the tune, for the words, one way or another. She. You know, obviously, was taking the position of the stalker, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, that was based on reality, folks. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Did not know that. Yeah. Another excellent billboarding, as always, thank sir. You, sir. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, but anyway, that... we got a little something. Oh, we, we got, got a something. something today, all right. Oh, yes. Literally closing one chapter and opening another. A new little something we're presenting to you, the good folks at home. <laughs> Brought to you by the uh, Riffs and Rants players. Yes. It is the, the live studio presentation of Rumpelstiltskin. Once upon a time, there was a miller who boasted that his pretty daughter could spin straw into gold. The king heard about this and demanded that the girl be brought to him. The king took her to a room full of straw and gave her a spinning wheel. And the king said, Now get to work. If by morning you have not spun the straw into gold, you shall die. He then locked the door and left. The poor girl sat there and had no idea what to do. Eventually she began to weep. Then suddenly the door opened and a little man came in. Forsooth, fair lady, what be the problem? The king says I must, I must spin the straw into gold or I must die. I don't know how to spin straw into gold. Well then, what would you give me if I did it for you? The girl gave him a necklace. The little man sat down and spun and spun and spun all through the night. In the morning, all the straw was gone and only reels of gold remained. The king was delighted, but his heart became greedy. He took the girl to a much larger room filled with straw. And the king said, If by morning you have not spun the straw into gold, you shall die. Once more, the poor girl sat and had no idea what to do. She was weeping when the door opened and again the little man came in. Good morning, fair lady. What will you give me this time? The girl gave him the ring on her finger, and in the morning all the straw was gone, and only reels of gold remained. The king rejoiced, but he wanted even more gold. He took the girl to an even larger room filled with straw. And the king said, If by morning you have spun this straw into gold, you shall be my wife. When the girl was alone, the door opened again. Hi-ly-ho, my lady. Seems you're on the spot of trouble. What will you give me this time? I have nothing left to give. 
Then you shall give me your first child, should you ever become queen. The girl, not knowing what else to do, promised she would. And so the straw was spun into gold, and the king married the miller's pretty daughter, and she became queen. A year later, the queen gave birth to a beautiful child. She never thought about the little man, until suddenly he came into her room. Hello, my sweet. Do you have what you have promised me? Please, I'll, I'll give you all the riches in the kingdom if you leave me my child. All the riches in the world mean nothing. I need something that is alive. That is more dear to me than all other things. The queen began crying and cried so much that the little man took pity on her. Hear me now, princess. You have softened my heart. I will give you but three days. Three days to guess my name. So the queen thought the entire night of all the names she had ever heard. She sent two messengers to go far and wide into the country and gather more names. The next day, the little man returned. Is your name Casper? No. Is it Malachi? No, certainly not. Is it, is it Balthazar? No, you insipid fool. Well, so much for the names of the three wise men bearing gifts in the New Testament. And the queen continued to say all the names she knew, and with each name, the little man grew more agitated and replied, That is not my name! On the second day, she repeated the most uncommon and curious names that she had learned from inquiring about the neighborhood. Is it Short Ribs? No! That's not my name. Sheepshanks? No! That also is not my name! Is it... Lancaster? No! It is not my name! On the third day, her messengers returned. We were unable to find out any new names, but on the way back we did find a little house. And on the top of a high mountain, inside there was a little man hopping around the fire on one leg and shouting. Oh my, and what did he say? Today I bake, tomorrow I brew. The next I'll have the young queen's child. Ha! Glad I am that no one knew that Rumpelstiltskin is my name. Just then, the little man came in. Oh, now, my love, finally, what is my name? Is your name Conrad? No. Is it Harry? No, certainly not. Is it, oh, I don't know, is it, hmm... Is it Rumpelstiltskin? No! Blazes, no! Burn your soul in hell! And in his anger, he plunged his right foot so deep into the ground that his entire leg went in. With both hands, he then pulled his leg so hard that he tore himself in two. The end.
Yes. Thank you to the Rifts and Ranch players on that one. Yes, Take a ladies and gentlemen. Take the a bow. Rips. There you go. The yes. audience loves yes. that. Yes. Well done, Will. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, maybe an explanation. <laughs> sure. In order sure. Here. This was. What was this? This was a metaphor, yes? It was a, a, a parable wrapped in a metaphor, wrapped in, a wrapped metaphor. in an go. analogy with a splash of, of illusion nice. and a side order of um, a little bit of everything else, really. Yeah. Every, <laughs> every aspect side of storytelling. Sarcasm. Uh, yes. Yes. A little irreverence, perhaps. Yes. It's like the, uh, yes. yes. It's, it's like lunch meat. It's got a little bit of everything in there. Yes. So uh, who's who on this, Johnny? Well, here, now, yeah. if we do a deep dive, and this okay. is really why we're doing this, folks, because like everything, we have an agenda. As always. And the agenda of this, this delightful children's <laughs> tale that is beloved by so many is... And, and it's like seriously damaged children for centuries. Yeah, me being one of them. I mean, yeah. This, I had this, this shit on a 45 record as a, yeah, as a kid, and I was like obsessed with it. Grimm's Fairy Tales, they collected <laughs> it, but it went back like 4,000 years oh, prior yeah. to that. So it's been effing up kids for generations. Even made into a major, well, not major, but made into a motion picture in 1995. Yeah. All right. Aptly titled, Grimm's Skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of went direct to video, but whatever. Indeed. Well, you know. All right, so here's here's the, the table of contents, yes, if you will. Yes. Um, the king represents the demands of freedom. Okay. Okay. And this is often a a a, a fickle mistress, if you will, or, but it's a demanding lord because it takes work, as President Reagan used to say to paraphrase him, and yeah. all it takes one generation to lose it. There right. So it's a work in progress. All right. Uh, the Miller, the actual. Um, father of the princess, yes. who we don't hear from in this the particular idiot who production. Threw his daughter to the dogs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The uh, the Miller, and this will make more sense later, so don't jump down my throat, folks. Right. Represents the people, the freedom loving people of Ukraine. There we go. The princess uh, represents President Zelensky. Interesting. Right. Interesting. We'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin clearly, clearly, and whoever that intern was that did Rumpelstiltskin's <laughs> voice, masterful <laughs> job, young man. You've got Indeed. a career in theater. Indeed. Yeah. So Rumpelstiltskin obviously is uh, Mr. Putin losing his shit in the end completely. And here's here's the rub, as they say. Okay. The baby, uh, the princess's baby, represents, if you will, the birth of a new nation or the the physical embodiment of all the hope and positive outlook that comes with birthing a new nation in right. freedom. That's some highbrow shit right That's there. That's some highbrow shit right there. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. Right. This is why we went to college to get, you know, educated. Indeed, right. indeed, yeah. Or as Hans Gruber would say... Benefits of a classical education. Exactly. Thank yeah, you, Hans. Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. So here's the, the crux of the whole thing. <clears throat> you could draw some parallels, albeit forced. Yes. Um... Because, yes, there, there are demands that freedom puts upon us as countries, let's say, yeah. to acquiesce to certain demands of our neighbors and contemporaries yeah. and other places where we're, we're kind of honor-bound to draw the line in order to protect said freedoms, right. which more often than not leads to wars and armed conflict. <laughs> Funny how that works, isn't right? it? Right? Yeah. It's been that way since the dawn of time. is never going to change. So our princess, aptly played by President Zelensky, <laughs> is is um, answerable and, and kowtows to the king, okay, and his demands of 
freedom. You've got to do this. You've got to act like that. Yeah. And you get, for you so long, spin straw into gold. How is that right. for a metaphor? And to be successful in some ways, he's had to always have some form of relationship, albeit tenuous and strained and many times confrontational, yeah. with Russia. Mm. Okay. So again, how'd you like those guys for a neighbor? Oof. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. When Russia and or Putin and or Rumpelstiltskin asks these certain boons to do certain things for Ukraine, it's really just to keep the wheels of freedom greased and rolling along. Yeah. Until his demands become something that is so insufferable and, and unquestionably against what Zelensky and the people of Ukraine want, yeah. do they finally put up a fight and draw the line in the sand? Yeah. However, like most Rumpelstiltskin type little gremlins, he's not ready to go away and take his, his yeah. grains of, of uh, spin, spinning silk yep. and go home. He wants his baby, yeah. all right? Yep. So in the real world, he's taking a little piece of a baby with Crimea, and now he wants to take these other separatist regions in, in the northern areas of Ukraine. Yep. And even that's not enough, so he just comes right on in, and he wants the whole enchilada, yep. that baby, that freedom-loving new country known as... The Republic of Ukraine. Yeah. And Message is he's not going to stop. He's, he's going to keep stop. coming back. He's going to keep walking into the room in the middle of the night saying, what do you got for me now? Right. These people never go away like most bullies, okay, mm -hmm. unless you finally defeat them via a punch in the nose, a tactical warhead, <laughs> a prolonged guerrilla warfare engagement, yes. or you guess their actual name. Sometimes yeah. it's easy like that. A dig wrapped in the <laughs> metaphor, folks. Yes. Yes. So that is why we present it to you, the good people of the world. This, this little tale, let it sink in, think it through, because it took a hell of a lot out of us. <laughs> and for every other podcast out there, yeah. you suck. There you Follow go. that up. Yeah. And on yeah. that note, we have another gem. We do indeed. An appropriate, oh, so appropriate gem. And because you always give me compliments, sir, when I pull one out of my butt, so to speak, <laughs> yes. that really fits the occasion. Yes. Kudos to you, sir, because thank you, thank you, you nailed it on this one. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a tune that goes back a few years. Uh, former member of the Kingston Trio, a guy by the name of John Stewart, did this song in the late 1970s. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a song called Gold. Yes, and there's one or two lines in there, folks, that just matches up perfectly with what we just did. And it's just a damn good song. So yeah, we'll take it back to the sweaty 70s, the sweaty late 70s, where everything had a certain disco beat to it. Enjoy this soon, and we'll be right back to wrap things up. Stay tuned.
good solid tune. It takes me back. Yes. Even though yes. I was just a little guy in Oshkosh's back then. It, it does kind of bring you back. Um, that was uh, off of a 1979 John Stewart album. Potentially the, one of the best album titles of all time. Uh-oh. Um, it was uh, Bombs Away Dream Babies. Huh. Which, uh, yeah, 1979, right? Sounds very Californian. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Especially yes, back then. That was the mighty, mighty Stevie Nicks on backing vocals on that one. Yep, yep. You know, back in the day, if you wanted to get a top 10 hit, you get Stevie Nicks to sing background vocals, and it's a done deal. Apparently. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, it's funny because that was John Stewart's comment on uh, the record industry in L.A. at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and to quote John, he used words like vapid and empty. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> kind of comes through in the tune. But that was... He didn't even want to do the tune initially. Um, but the record label talked him into it, and it became a monster hit for him. Yeah. So kind of funny how that shit yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, huh? it's, it's, it's that, that pantheon of AM gold. Yeah, literally. Used to have. Quite literally. Yeah, literally. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, a little footnote to our, uh, our, our theatrical... Mm. Uh, indulgence of the evening. Indeed. Yeah, good stuff. So. Good stuff. Anyway, John, what's going on in Big Boom Radio this week? Oh, so much, man. We've got an overdrive. Uh, coming up to uh, yet another uh, wrestling pay-per-view with our good friends at Blitzkrieg Pro. All right. This one's called Energy. And yes, one of the highlights I like to say is that we, meaning you and I, yes. will be there in the flesh. Indeed. Giving away swag and selling merch. We merch some, for perch, baby. We, we got some good swag for this we one. Do. We do. Gotta say. We do. We yeah. got banners hung. We're gonna be like you know, shown on the pay-per-view stream and just it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Absolutely. And uh, as a result of all this going on, we're gonna take a break next week. So we're gonna rerun one of our recent podcasts. Yes, and, and rumors that we're gonna, you know, check into hospitals to detox or False. Just rumors. False. Just rumors. You know, why stop now? Indeed. We're just hitting our stride. I'm telling you. And as it references the, the opening segment of the program, you know, we should say that in no way, shape, or form <laughs> does the Rips or Rants podcast condone assassination yeah. and or murder for hire. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the lawyer's input on it, though. Yep. Yeah. And in, in the immortal words of Buford T. Justice, you can think about it, but don't do it. There you go. All right. So, we'd also like to welcome, because I've been busy in the studio putting some new shows together, yes. and having a ball doing it, too. And loving this. Welcoming, I know, because you're a big fan of this band. I am. Uh, welcoming into the uh, 138th episode of the Classic Rock Showcase, Rage Against the Machine. Yes. It was time. Absolutely. It was time. And, and I, and I had a lot are, of fun putting it together. Yeah, and they are just coincidentally back out on the road this summer. Indeed they are. Yeah. That was part of it, because we had spoken, so it was like, you know, in the forefront of my jostled memory. Yes. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, because they started out um, really in the early 90s. So, yeah, it's been plenty of time. Let's Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Love years, me some rage, on. man. Come on. Right? Absolutely. And it's funny because, again, I found myself talking more than usual in that episode Yeah. because it's not the typical band I would play. Yeah. And as a conservative, we all know my views on, you know, everything from rioting to gentle protesting, <laughs> and I'm not really <laughs> indulging in that. But when I listen to their lyrics, I don't hear people looking to dismantle the government, I hear a bunch of guys with, with instruments making a lot of really good points. And yeah, and that's indeed. it. And indeed. for me, that's, that's the mark between somebody who's just bitching and complaining yeah. and somebody who, in their own little way, is trying to make a world a better place. So. Yeah, I've had the, had the pleasure uh, of seeing Rage on a couple of different occasions. Mm -hmm. uh, saw him probably the most violent show I've ever seen. <laughs> 
uh, and which was very impressive. But yeah, these guys just they knock it out of the park every right. time, and they, they're so legitimate. They throw down. Yeah. They just do, you know. Yeah. And yeah, they're real. You know, yeah. this ain't bullshit. This is this is really the way they feel. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so that was fun doing it. It's in the kid. You'll see that uh, either next week or the week thereafter. And, of course, all new shows every week coming out of Pike. It's out of control. Indeed. So that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this, yeah, very special <laughs> episode. Good fun. Of the Rips and Rants podcast. Good fun. Yeah. And, again, let's see Alec Baldwin do that. Oh, oh, so as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we'll see you all on the flip side.